Hey guys, welcome to my art and self-improvement podcast. I'm Katie and I'm a life coach and artist. I'm a life coach for artists. I help artists stop procrastinating on their art, create the art they've been dying to make, and massively improve their mindset so that they can create the life of their art dreams. <laughs> I struggled with anxiety, depression, self-loathing, so much self-sabotaging behaviors, and this is my update of how I'm improving my mindset and my life one podcast at a time. Okay, so I'm going to tell you today a story of humiliation, but also of joy, of grinding hustle, and also of having so much fun. This is a story of how I made hard work not feel much like hard work at all. It's just fun. I've had the most fun in my business and art this week than I ever have, and the results have been better than it has been in months. I made more money with ease, and I believe I've made one of my best work on the Disney series that I've been doing so far, again with total fun and ease. But my story have not, has not always been like that, because at the start of 2019, I was all about hustle. Hard work was the dust cover of my book, but the inside pages revealed a lot of unproductivity as well. Procrastination, avoidance, and distraction because I was trying so hard to escape my own brain, telling me that I wasn't doing enough. When I mustered the energy, I moved as fast as I can. I was trying to get on schedule as best as I could. I was pushing myself to do more and then telling myself where I was doing things wrong. The hustle made me feel important. Hustle meant that I was doing something with my life. I live in Bali where a lot of people are on vacation mode here or they're working remotely but living the chill life. And I took pride that I was a hustler, a hard worker. I was going somewhere. It takes me back, oh God, to that one horrible semester in college where I worked from 9 a.m. to midnight every single day for about like five to six months. It was schoolwork from the minute I opened my eyes until the second I went to bed. There wasn't even time for me to give my boyfriend a kiss in the morning. I was miserable that semester and it was the worst of my results in all of school. I didn't improve much or gained any confidence in my skills. The only result was strengthening that unclean pride of being a hustler. That I work hard for my dreams. That I'm finishing school slightly earlier than everyone else. It was unclean because I tied my worth to the hustle. That means there are people more worthy than me and some people less. I've heard my teachers say it over and over again that hard work in itself doesn't equal success or results. I would know. I worked on a melon farm in Australia for six months. I saw a lot of moving, tired, spent bodies working very hard, and it was far from what they wanted to achieve in life. Now, this isn't a story where I'm saying, like, don't work hard, chill out, and all your dreams will come true. I think that's possible. I don't know. Maybe. I just think that you should do whatever is right for you. So then how do you know what's right for you? This is where fun comes in. 
if you're having fun, hard work doesn't even really feel like work. There's no willpower or punishing discipline. You're just having fun and doing it and it's sustainable. So I want to share the stories of how I made this energy change for myself and have way more fun this week with awesome results. The story of having more fun and ease, it's two sides of a coin, the fun coin. (laughs) If you've got this coin in your pocket, you're having a lot of fun. The first side is a story of how I became totally willing to be humiliated. In November 2018, I did a seven-day challenge called the Procrastination Challenge. It was my first ever challenge, and I went live on Instagram for seven days straight talking about different aspects of procrastination. It was super valuable. A lot of people showed up. I know I helped a lot of people uh, because people were sharing it, and it was truly a success I did not expect. And I was completely traumatized. I have never felt so relieved for it to be over. I got incredibly sick towards the end and I felt like I was licking my wounds ever since. The thought of doing another challenge after that freaked me out the way slightly loud noises would freak out an abused dog. Trying to understand that experience this week, I realized that I was totally willing to do the work. I was willing to do the hard work, but I was not willing to be humiliated. So much of my time leading up to the challenge was worrying about the number of people that will show up. What if zero people show up? What if two people show up? Oh God, that would be so much worse. What if a lot of people show up at the start, but my content is just so bad that by the end of it, zero people show up on the last day. And I have a giveaway at the end. So so what if Two people show up at the end and it's just two people watching me pick the winner and I have to fake enthusiasm. That would be humiliating. If you're anything like me where you use hustle and hard work as a badge of honor, then then you probably understand that like, yeah, of course, you're willing to take the action because that is where you've tied your worth. But you're not completely all in. It's like one foot is stubbornly on the other side of the door and you haven't completely walked through it. It's like you do just enough to meet the hard work bar you've set, or you're vulnerable just enough, but when you release a video or a post or an email or an artwork or a piece of writing, you avoid the comments, you passively hope for the best, you crumble into procrastination afterwards, creating this exhausting yo-yo effect. All that stress, led me to being very sick. And it was all because I wasn't willing to be humiliated. If I had gone back in time to the challenge and I was totally okay, if no one showed up, that it was a t- that it's okay, it was a total flop, that it's normal, that this is part of the process and that I love myself anyway, the stress would have been non-existent. Once I realized that it was available to me to feel the worst emotion and be okay with it, I took it this week once I really understood what was going on. Being okay with the worst case scenario is the greatest gift I could give to myself and has made everything so much more fun. Seriously, everything is fun when the worst thing that could happen is totally 
cool. <laughs> I had the skill of loving myself through anything, so I knew I'd really be okay. So that's the story of how I became willing to be humiliated, humiliated and the story is ongoing. I'm going to keep strengthening that. Now, the flip side of the fun coin. This is the story about the best case scenario. It's a story about how I came to believe that my goals are as good as done and are completely independent from my hard work. If my goals are just are coming to me just because, how do I want to show up? I think it's a very simple answer. I'd show up doing the things that I find the most fun and what I would want to do the most. I had a client who wanted to be a professional artist very badly, like many of us. She wanted to get paid to be an artist. She wanted it so badly that she wanted to scrap everything she loved and enjoyed, scrap her portfolio with all the stylized work that she loves doing, and create a brand new portfolio of realistic work because it's easier to get into the industry that way. When we don't believe that the goal is, good as, is as good as done, we make decisions from such a place of scarcity and lack of belief. We take action hoping that it will change the outside world in order for us to find proof that it's possible. I was there too. I get it. Every new job posting was a scramble to change my portfolio just so that I can hopefully get this job. Like, dear God, please, I just want to get the job so I'm not a failure. That's going to suck the joy out of making art faster than me procrastinating on shit I don't, get, I don't enjoy. So how did I shift? The first transformation happened a few weeks ago because of a program I invested in where this teacher helps business owners make their first $2,000. I've made more than that, but I knew that I could learn a lot from her about believing harder, believing in myself, believing in my goals. This teacher described worthiness in a way that helped it sink deeper into my brain more than ever. That it's a fact in every human that even when I'm not feeling worthy, I still am. My brain is just not seeing it in that moment. I felt so inspired and euphoric. I went on Instagram stories like I do almost every day, but I came into that day, into that story, just with these different thoughts and feelings instead, with this real belief that worthiness is 100%. I didn't do anything different, but it was, it's so interesting. It, I just knew what to say. I just knew what to do. It just flowed out of me. I was just carried from, with, with the inspiration and knowing, and from, from a belief that worthiness truly is 100%, no matter what, even if I'm completely humiliated. From one Instagram story, I received inquiry for coaching from five people. In one story, in something that I did that took a second, okay, maybe like, maybe like 30 seconds to write it and then a second to post it, right? 31 seconds, and then I got five inquiries. That to me gave me the biggest evidence that it's not about what you do, how long it, how long you spend on it, how much hard work you put into it. It's completely about how you do it. And that is determined by the energy you're carrying. 
and your energy comes from your thoughts and feelings and beliefs. It's ab absolutely the same thing for art and for anything that you do. The energy that I bring to a painting makes a huge difference. It's what I brought to my Jasmine Modern that's alongside this video, which I love. Think about artists who you might find less talented, but yet they have great success, whatever you define as success. It's the energy they bring into it. And that energy is independent of the artwork of what you're doing. The energy comes from your thoughts and feelings. So if everything is just energy, then there's no need to worry about doing something right the right way or the wrong way. There's no right or wrong. It's just about showing up which I want to anyway, because making stuff is really fun. And then the goal is as good as done. So again, if the goal is as good as done, what are all the really fun ways I'm going to show up? How would I want to show up? For me, I'm going to do the things that are fun. That's the fun coin, friends. It's being totally okay with the worst case scenario and then believing fully in the best case scenario. The misery coin is when you don't believe in the best case scenario that it could really happen and you'd rather die than the worst case scenario to happen. Which coin is in your pocket? Have a beautiful week, everyone. I'll talk to you next week. If this resonates with you and you want to figure out how you can have more fun with more ease and more results, contact me. We'll chat.